Hi, everybody. Hope you're doing well, and I hope, you're, hope your emotional intelligence is really high and you're developing it, and, um, and also that you're learning how this works with other people. And this is going to be a few thoughts I've got about an emotional intelligence question. Um, emotional intelligence seems to focus on mind control of your anger and, or, and to push it away and focus on connecting through positive emotions. How does that balance with your emphasis of being aware of your feelings and being genuine with them? Um, it balances very well. What we find out is that you've got to have the carrot and the stick, positive motivation, negative motivation, positive motivation being encouragement, uh, empathy, belief, you know, um, seeing people for who they are, and then the negative meaning uh, redirecting, as Ken Blanchard would say, or consequences or correcting, sometimes tough confrontation. And the ratio of positive to negative statements and interventions should be around somewhere around five to one, that you should be five times more positive with people than negative with people. You know, why is that? Well, it's because um, for one reason, people have that judge in their head. You got one, I got one, and that judge is kind of mean. And if, all you, if you hear half the statements that people say to you in a 24-hour period are confrontive and half are, are positive, you're going to feel kind of beat up like, that was a bad day. I don't want that day anymore. I'm going to get around some codependents that love me who'll tell me positive lies about myself, right? Because the judge in our head just doesn't allow us to see them in perspective. It, it, it kind of, it kind of um, escalates the power of the negative statement. So people are just more motivated by more positive and negative. You never go never negative. You never go negative. <laughs> you never go negative. Neg you never go never. You know what I'm saying. So you got to have them but the, the ratio is higher. So that's one reason. Another reason is basically because grace really wins to the end. You know, God's grace and the grace that you give and the grace you receive is just kind of the most powerful thing. Um, so how do I balance that with all the research that, that uh, at the same time we're, we're supposed to be authentic about our negative feelings and our anger and our anxiety and our sadness and our shame and our guilt and processing that? Very, very simple. You relate to others. Remember, the areas of, of emotional intelligence are being aware of and managing your emotions, being aware of and managing others' emotions. That's what Goldman came up with. You relate to others on that ratio, five to one. But you are aware of all of them. You just don't say anything about them unless you talk to them about your friend, to them about, to, about them with your friends and God and your life team and you spew out all the stuff you need to because you just got to stay healthy. So it's just basically a matter of knowing when to use what. I mean, can you imagine if you're putting your team together and you want to talk to your, maybe it's your sales team, and you've just had a bad day, and so you start off saying, you know, I had a big fat fight with my wife and, or my husband, and, you know, I don't like my kids today, and I just feel like, you know, going and playing golf today. This kind of sucks. Wow, I'm being authentic. Yeah, you're authentic, and you're authentically ruining your team. You have to have a filter. That is not deception. That is not being disingenuous. It's being a grown-up. You don't say everything that you, feel, that you feel to your kids. If you did, well, to yank your kids out of your house and put them in foster care. They need to know what's the truth and what's real and what's authentic as it helps them. You know, that's why I just, you know, when Jesus said, be wise as a serpent and innocent as a dove, that's exactly what he's talking about is being honest for what you're going to say. And he talks about in James how the tongue can, like, ruin things. So, you know, you'll see in relationships, especially in business, somebody will just ream somebody out, and the other person will be like, wow, that was tough. And the person that said it says, well, it was true. 
Well, it's true. Well, it was true, you Yahoo, but you didn't use it in a wise, discerning, uh, serpent fashion. You know, you just kind of basically use the person to do your catharsis and your experiential on. So, yes, be aware of your feelings, especially the negative ones, because if you split them off and deny them, they're going to make you not listen well. You'll have static in your head. You'll be irritable. You won't be able to think clearly. You won't be able to focus and process them inside. Now, hopefully, you're a processing person by now. You've, been, you've gone through a lot of process groups here to be at the Institute, so you understand process. Process them inside yourself. Take a break. Walk around the building. Go pray. Just go think some thoughts. Listen to some music. Or make a phone call to a friend and say, gosh, life is tough right now. Give with your life team the next night and say, i got to talk about this. You're aware of, remember the definition again, you're aware of your feelings and managing your feelings, more than management, and then you're aware of others and managing them. So, so don't ever think, because I have a feeling that I'm not being authentic when I'm telling that person, when I'm not telling people I'm feeling. I want to tailor my feelings to be the, or my managing my feelings and theirs, to the, to the most helpful and remember the whole thing is high culture, high performance. I want to make them the most healthy, helpful person with high culture leading to high performance than I can. And I'm responsible for what's, what I say. So there is no conflict in that whatsoever. Um, that's why it's just not good to get angry a lot at work. Not get angry a lot. I said that the wrong way, didn't I? You can get angry, but you don't share that or spew that at work. You go take that to somewhere else, other places I said. You know, the angry boss is kind of a jerk, but the boss who Sometimes, I, one time I got angry and I went, okay, I got to deal with this. And I took my walk, did my little prayer, and I came back and I said, I know it's a problem here. We've got to correct it. Here's our, I like to use the word delta. Here's our delta. It means change in Greek. Here's our change. Everybody's fine. That was great. They didn't know what I went through about wanting to spit fire around the block. They didn't need to. I used my anger to go make something helpful to them. That's how it works. So, um, be angry and sin not. And there's some times that you don't need to confess to anybody but your growth team and, and, uh, and God and you'll make a great organization. Always be aware of it, though, because it'll get you if you don't. Hope that's clear. Have a great class.